Welcome back to the epitome of suffering that is the That's Facts podcast with Clamp and Cougar. Thank you guys for joining the epitome of suffering that is the That's Facts podcast. I'm your host, Jackson Cougar. Whatever you want to call me, with me today, I'm a wonderful, wonderful co-host, Clamp and Connor, and we are back once more. And, um, well, scenarios aren't as fun as they were when we last met in the spring. Last time we were around, we were discussing spring practices and, you know, the excitement around that as the upcoming season comes around. This time, not so positive. Um, It's fall camp beginning for a lot of Pac-12 schools. but that's not the most important news going on right now. As we all know, a year ago, UCLA and USC joined the Big Ten, um, slated to join in 2024. Uh, but also, this offseason, uh, Colorado, I think this was a week ago, Colorado joined uh, the Big 12. They will be joining next season. Um, as we are recording this podcast, it's currently looking as if uh, Washington and Oregon are gaining steam to go to the Big Ten. That is almost a done deal. Um, same thing with Arizona going to the uh, Big 12, but you could only assume Arizona State would be soon to follow. Um, Utah is the only real team um, kind of in that region that we don't know what's going to do. Um, and then obviously, uh, me and Connor schools. Not a great spot. Uh, and then two teams that we don't really talk about in this podcast because nobody that listens to this podcast cares about these two teams, Cal and Stanford. Um, they're doomed, but they'll be fine. They got a lot of money. Anyway, um, we had a lot to talk about today. But, um, Connor, <laughs> any, opening, any opening thoughts on your end? Um, I mean, I've been pretty – if I'm being honest, I've been pretty depressed about this. I mean, it's not something I wanted, to, especially with the program on the rise like us and a team that I respect a lot in Wazoo. It's just awful, man. It's, it's ruining it, – it's – I'm just, I mean, I'll, I'll get into it more down the down the line, but I, overall, that's been all I could, like, think about the past, like, couple of days because I, I am so, like, invested in this sport and this program and this conference even that people are now leaving. It's just, it's, it, I don't even know how to describe how, like, upset I am about this, mm-hmm. honestly. It, I, I did do a big rant about it on my Instagram page if you want to check that out, but it's just – I'm distraught is how I used it, basically. Yeah. And Clamp, from a privileged perspective, how do you, uh, any opening thoughts? On, on well, that's that certainly one way to put it. Um, <laughs> it is – being at the forefront of national college football news is always extremely stressful. Um because while, yes, we are in a very, um, I would say, advantageous spot in comparison to my podcast members here, um, getting these details of a deal that will decide the future of our program for the next century <laughs> um, is terrifying. It is a very hard thing to go through as well. Um because there's always those little details that are keeping this deal from getting done that are quite unnerving. Um, Any scenario where the Pac-12 stays together 
is scary for all of us because we will just – I mean, the Pac-12, even with Washington and Oregon, I think, would just shift into being closer to a group of five conference than a um, than a power five. Because, I mean, Arizona, the Arizonas are gone, I think. I think that's pretty much over. And I think Washington and Oregon, there's still a few things to blow back on. I know Washington wants extra money for travel. I know Oregon is trying to get as much – um, juice as possible from this deal. Um, which I, I think that on both ends, that's very arrogant and stupid. Um, to push the Big Ten in any way. Um, right. because they don't necessarily need either of you, they have positioned no, no, very well successful conference without Washington and Oregon. Right. Although, I do think adding Washington and Oregon actually would cut their travel would actually ironically budget for UCLA and USC. Um, When you think of it that way, we are a very, and just the programs that Washington and Oregon are, we are a very advantageous group of teams to add. That being said, they don't need us. The PAC 12 absolutely needs Washington and Oregon to have any, um, Life support, right? I was under the impression that Washington and Oregon wanted to stay, and not just because of Gonzana. I was like, it makes sense. It's the easiest path to the playoff they will have for like like high success. Big Ten is tough. You have to consider how long this media rights deal has dragged out. Um, I I I think how bad it is. It's terrible. It is a terrible position because even if you find yourself in a spot where, okay. Um, the deal was signed. It's so bad. It is so poor in comparison to what the Big Ten has in terms of how much money Washington and Oregon can make. So why would they stick around? Right. Yeah, I, I know 20... there's a other. Go ahead, go ahead. Sorry, by 2030, I think Washington and Oregon will have full shares in the Big Ten with how successful both programs are on a trajectory to be. Right. Um. So when you look at it that way, that's about a hundred million bucks a year going to your right. school. Pac-12's deal is twenty million dollars, and you're putting the games on a streaming site. Right. You are going to have to pay to watch uh, Pac-12 football, and you're going to have to. It just does from a financial standpoint, and, and it's it's scary to put it this way, but it's just realistic. College football is a is a money source in 2023 and going forward that's what it is it's all about money it's a business um in years past i think i think it's always been a business it just hasn't been this this drastic um but money needs to be made to keep these universities afloat to keep these athletic programs afloat because that's just the way that it is and washington and oregon are too good and 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 um, in the national landscape of college athletics to be left behind in the conference, it doesn't compensate them for what they give to the, to the, to the game. Uh, and that may sound a little bit, um, you know, dramatic or sound um, egotistical, but it's true. Like, it, when you look at how much money that is being made from these other power conferences, the Big Ten, the SEC, and even the Big 12 now, uh, it just doesn't make sense for, for Washington and Oregon to be playing on Apple TV plus at, you know, at a terrible time slot on the East coast, the most, you know, the most populated coast when it comes to college football. Um, and the, and the fact that fans have to pay to watch these top tier games, it makes no sense. It makes no sense 
um, from that standpoint. So business-wise, it, it just make it, it's right for these two teams to try and make this move. Absolutely. Because I mean, because I, 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 I wholeheartedly agree with the concept that Washington and Oregon want to be in the Pac-12. I don't think that there's any doubt in that. And I think that a lot of these schools do want to be in the Pac-12. A lot of the schools leaving, besides maybe Colorado, which, I mean, they shouldn't be here in the first place as a Big 12 school, but whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. They want to be here. But it, the, the Pac-12, since Larry Scott took over, has done nothing to take advantage of all the resources that, that we have on the West Coast. There is so much to take advantage of in terms of media markets, in terms of expansion opportunities. And the Pac-12 sat on their tails for uh, the better, the greater part of a decade. Um, now they find themselves in the position with George Klyavkov, who have done, has done somehow even worse than Larry Scott did in terms of sitting on his tail and watching as the college football game continues to expand and launch themselves into more of a business model as the Pac-12 stays behind and looks lost. They look lost. They have lost three teams and gained none since 2022. George Kalachov can't close a deal. He can't close a a media deal. He can't get somebody to officially um, declare. I think he can't get a damn Mountain West team to come to the Pac-12. I mean, he can't. I mean, there's no reason San Diego State shouldn't already, like, be in it. Um, (laughs) Like, Right after USC and UCLA left, we should add two teams on deck ready to replace them and hopefully right. two competent-looking sports programs. San Diego State would be great, I think, in my opinion. Just, um, I think they're, they've are they shown in both sports they're ready to make a jump. Right. Um, just but now they find themselves in a horrible financial gap because the fact that they weren't able to make that move when they had a chance to because the Pac-12 had no interest in adding them. It's yeah. it's It's crazy. It's, it, it is actually crazy how, how deep this has gotten and how bad it got. Just what has George done? Get rid of divisions and move the championship game. Which are two, which, again, these are two good moves, but you get left in the dust because these are things that any conference can do, right? Like any team can get rid of, or any conference can get rid of divisions. Any conference can move to the biggest city in their conference. But the things that the SEC and Big Ten have done has added teams to that group and added money makers to that group and added playoff opportunities and TV opportunities and so on and so forth. It's 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 embarrassing, dude. It's embarrassing because then you find yourself in a position which, like Connor discussed, and there's two schools that are that are on that have been consistent staples in this conference over about the past decade uh oregon state maybe not so much in terms of the consistent part but with the way that they are trending now it, it's it there is no reason that they should be a group uh, a group of five team going into 2024 that, that, that just should not be a possibility that shouldn't be a possibility and the fact that, that, that we are here and, and it is such a bad reflection on the universities but they couldn't do anything about it. They were stuck in a conference that sat on their tails and left them in a drought in a position where they, there's no real money to be made in, in Corvallis or, or, or Pullman. And the Pac-12 didn't try and help that. So it, it just really sucks. It really sucks to find yourself in this spot. It really sucks because it was so preventable. It was so preventable. Yeah. Incredibly preventable. I, I, and like I said, it, it has been the greater part of a decade that the Pac-12 has had an opportunity to, to, to not let this happen. 
you've had so many chances to expand with not expand with Mountain West teams, with Boise State being Washington State's backyard, basically, with with San Diego State being in the backyard of UCLA and, and, and USC, even UNLV in Vegas. The media market there is insane. You be, you put a Pac-12 team in Vegas. That's not to say that it's going to be the biggest show in the city because it's not. I mean, there's no such thing as the biggest show in the city in Vegas. It's nonstop. But the fact that you can stick your foot in the door there and have a team that is a consistent staple in, in one of the biggest media markets in the world, why don't we do it? You already have Los Angeles and you didn't do enough with that. It just it's, it's embarrassing, dude. It really is. I do think the one thing that's screwing over the adding teams like UNLV, and like I mean, it's a pretty obvious one. It's it's the buyout. It's the thirty-four million dollar buyout for each Mountain West team, and there's no work around it. You have to pay that. Like like it, the schools need to pay that. Like you can't just get around the fact that we're too late on the move. And yeah, it could still happen if we somehow find a way to make it work. Good lord, man! It, it's just unpreparedness. It's just lack of. It's almost just a lack of want to. It feels yeah, like it, it just it, really doesn't feel like they care. I, I I feel like they don't care. I feel like well, we tried. It's kind of what they're doing. Like right. oh, Colorado, Arizona leaving. Boom! All right, I don't. I give up. I'm done. Like, I, and, and like we've said time and time again, it's not like they didn't have opportunities to expand. They've had opportunities to expand since they added Utah and Colorado. They, they, and like, it, it's, it's insane. It makes no real sense as to how this happened. Like Clint mentioned, as soon as USC and UCLA left, you need to be on the phone to find replacements because you got to understand that is not, that's not the end. <laughs> that is not the end. Because all last summer there was discussions between Washington and Oregon. There was discussions between Arizona and Arizona State in terms of where they would be the next season. Because there's just they, there is just no there's just no want to with the Pac-12, and then and then you kind of get find yourself in the what comes first, the chicken or the egg discussion when it comes to media rights deal or expansion. Why is it? Why? Why are we in this spot? You had so much time to find a way to get a good media rights deal, and, and, and it's and find it just it's crazy. It's crazy. It is actually crazy. So the day I figured, I pretty much um figured it was over, um was media day when George Kalayakov stepped up and said, "We're not gonna talk about the media deal." Um, that was just a, that was just a show of weakness. And, uh, I mean, it was an obvious show of like, we, (laughs) we don't have, we don't have, we don't have one. We're screwed (laughs) and we still do not have one. And the one that we, the one they pitched was so astronomically poor that every team reacted by trying to leave as quickly as they possibly could. I mean, and Chris Hartman just posted, this is somewhat breaking news. Um, he spoke as if Arizona is official, like it's over. And he's a big 247 guy that pretty much rarely misses. And I'm pretty, and it sounds like he knows about, it sounds like he knows exactly what was said at ASU's Board of Regents meeting. And they spoke as if Arizona was already agreed and like signed and. Right. Packed up, uh, sealed and labeled. But yeah, Michael I mean, Crow, ASU's president, 
has been stubborn and gumming up the process per source. Um, People and, are calling for his job already, by the way. Uh, absolutely. Job for years, honestly, okay. at ASU. Because he is, I mean, he was the Larry Scott, he was the Larry Scott defender. He was the one that kept Larry Scott in a job a lot longer than he deserved to be. Um, Crow has been, Crow honestly is up there with like maybe the top five people to blame for what's happening now. He has just been in support of Larry Scott and everyone at the ASU Board of Regents meeting was extremely upset with him tonight. Um, and I don't know if, I don't know if those people are going to be able to get rid of him quickly, but it's like, this is how they described it as he's being dragged across the finish line by everyone else. <laughs> oh my God. That is what how is it was described by an official source. This isn't some, a poster. This isn't somebody with a small source. This is Chris Cartman who has a job with 247 saying that ASU is trying to drag a man across the finish line. And fucking lord. And he and then Cartman gives his opinion with C with U of A and CU gone. This is again right here, um, right here again. Basically speaking, as if Arizona has already made the move. Um, which to based on what we've seen publicly, even it looks it it's not looking good for the Pac-12. I'll say that. It's getting scary. Um, it's getting scary. <laughs> this is and like. So- this is like Kevin Knox scary right now. Yeah. <laughs> and then he also said Oregon and Washington are likely moving to the Big Ten eventually, which is interesting wording. But it is interesting. I mean, but that's the thing though about these schools they they have time to make these decisions now because the Pac-12 has not offered them a good enough reason to to stay and discuss. Really, really, all Arizona State. Arizona, Washington, and Oregon have to iron out is how much money they're going to be getting from the next conference. Because what else do they have to hear from the Pac-12? What else is there to hear from them? From them? Oh, by the way, I heard Arizona's not showing up to the meeting tomorrow, the Pac-12 meeting. Arizona's not going to be there. They shouldn't be. Which <laughs> is crazy. Washington, Oregon, ASU, they're all going to be there. Not a- yeah. not Arizona, though. They're, they, they give yeah, up. They're, yeah, they're a done deal. I, I mean... And, and it's interesting that you, when you look at it from a on-field perspective, the teams that have had the worst results over the last two years, Colorado and Arizona have been the most willing teams to get out of the conference, which even take that out however you want to. But I take it as the Pac-12 has not done a good enough job representing them in terms of moving forward and in a willingness to, you know, market them. And, and, and continue to show that there is improvement in the program. So why should they stay, move on to greener pastures and move on into an opportunity to where you can be marketed as such and, and, and financed as such? Pac-12 is stuff in quicksand. Where things like Washington losing to Montana and Arizona losing to NAU became possibilities. Now, I know incompetence within those own programs also was a big factor. But even in the Larry Scott era, we had things like, was there a Portland team that beat Washington? Yeah, Port- State? yeah Portland State beat Washington State like, in 2015. Like, things like that never happened before Larry Scott. Mm-hmm. I mean, there were upsets, of course, but FCS teams 
pretty consistently gave the Pac-12 issues. Right. And, and it, it and wasn't like, just like one team. It wasn't just like um, it wasn't just like, like it's not Colorado like North Dakota State came right down right and beat up on sorry teams. It's consistent and in like you know like you said it can it boils down a little bit a lot of it really to you know incompetency in these programs but the Pac-12 has become a doormat in terms of national college football coverage whether that should be the case or not it I don't think it ever has uh, never should have been the case but the Pac-12, nobody wants to. Nobody wants to watch it because nobody can watch it. It is. It has been so inaccessible to a lot of the country for a consistent, like I said, a consistent part of a decade now. And and then you find yourself in a position where you have the chance to go get a new media rights deal. Uh, I think that I think the offer was like, uh, like lower thirty mil for a similar deal to what the Big Twelve has with ESPN, but. George turned it down to try and get more money. And it ended up with ESPN not being interested. Now we're in a position to be on a streaming site and losing nine games. It, 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 it is just, it's blasphemous. Dude. And also, never forget, two, two years ago, we denied a Big 12 merger. Yeah. Just want to yeah, point that out true. there. And now and, we're begging for Big 12 schools to take us. And the ACC and Big Twelve also both wanted to like do a little alliance. Yeah, thing. yeah. The, the big it was it was the Big Ten, not the Big Twelve. The Big Ten, ACC, they wanted to do an alliance with the Pac Twelve in terms of future scheduling, and it and it happened. It was it was a I thought it was a signed deal at some point, but um, yeah. I mean, it of just course, never really ended up it being never anything. Being you know? anything all right, because nobody. What was, ACC teams have rescheduled? Zero. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a, it, it, it is like a it is, it's just been empty promises from Pac-12 uh, leaders for it, it's just been consistent now and now we find it and it's like it's it's a good reason to be sad because it's it's really upsetting that you know a conference that we grew up watching and supporting and you know being a part of is now falling apart and it's like but it, it, it was so preventable and it's like it is is almost like they wanted it to happen how poorly managed the Pac-12 has been for so long now it's it's just embarrassing man it's just embarrassing well, so here we go for my favorite reporter Jason Shear Arizona would leave Arizona would leave without ASU now their president has agreed to now leave without ASU and with Crow acting the way that he is, ASU might end up on the left behind boat, which would be devastating for, I think ASU fans. Um, And at the end of the day, moving forward, ASU players, the amount of money that team is going to make. I I can't imagine turning this down right now when you have the chance to leave. I just, I don't Um, get it, man. That either, does that open a door for another team to join the Big 12? If, I think Utah is still a team they should go get, but you need a team that would even that out because right, their which, goal is still to add two more. And you know. it would be 16, and which would be a perfect addition. I don't. I, I, Utah and ASU were really just making my brain hurt because it's like, okay, like yeah, I agree. Um, this would be great to keep the conference around, but you have a lot of money on the 
the table right now. Um, and you have a great opportunity to, like I said, be marketed as one of the top tier programs in college football going forward. Um, the power to be, three. you know, right. You have the power three and be fairly compensated for who you, you know, who you've been um, as a program. And you, and you don't take it for what? Right. What is Crow holding out for? What is, what is he holding on to here? It's like, does he know? It, right, exactly. It's like a sinking ship, <laughs> and he's not getting on the lifeboats. Mm-hmm. He, he's staying on the sinking <laughs> ship. Mm-hmm. He's on the tees. <laughs> oh, man. Um, but, oh, I guess now Sheer has changed his tone and says there will be an Arizona presence there. Um, but there's no expectation of a deal and nothing will be signed anyways. I mean, hell. It'll be George trying to buy time he does not have. And that sounds exactly par for the course for George Kalyakov. Yeah, Him just making desperate moves after, after spending time and time again with a chance to make moves where he didn't. And now he's in desperation mode sudden. Now he wants – it's like now you want to try. It, it feels it feels as if George Klyavkov has is really not been in charge at all this whole time. It just kind of seems like you let the presidents run free and just do whatever they so please. And now we find ourselves in a spot with a four team conference, just about. And I think, I think Colorado deserves quite a bit of credit for how they've handled this off season. They. Mm-hmm. Have, they hired Deion Sanders, and then they didn't take no for an answer from the Big 12. They got ahead of it um, before anyone else did, really. Um, and they've and now their football and basketball programs both have really promising coaching staffs and um, a spot, um, a seat, a seat at the table, if you will. Right. Um, and you know, Boulder's not a big market. <laughs> Yeah. It's a college town. Yeah, it's um, an amazing college town, but it's just a college town. Yeah, that's right, town. exactly. And of course, Colorado does back off the Denver market a little bit, but I don't think it's as much as you'd think. I think the Denver market overall doesn't care about college sports. Hell if, no. No, like they watch the Broncos, Nuggets, and probably not the Rockies. Oh, man. <laughs> but, yeah, um, I don't think Colorado has a massive market. They just have a great in-college-town fan base that shows up. And that was enough. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to put anything on um, – I don't want to put too much pressure on Washington State and Oregon State's presidents, but they weren't as proactive as Colorado was. I've heard absolutely nothing about Washington State making any sort of like, like, like but did, effort. Maybe they just didn't have a chance. But I, yeah, I, I also the think that they, they, they're doing nothing. <laughs> I mean, you don't I even mean, hear you don't even hear about them. I at least heard rumblings that Oregon State talked to the Big Twelve. Yeah, it was early in the process, and I'm pretty sure all that's dead at this point but yeah it was right after colorado left i think oregon state's initial plan like most teams was to try this pack 10 thing but as soon as colorado left the oh the flood yeah it was the floodgates opened it was over 
Because um, then Colorado once, you down, is, once you get down to nine with no replacement plan. Right. <sighs> as, yeah, as soon as Colorado left and as soon as we – the Amazon or the Apple um, deal became public and everyone – Everyone could see how poor the Pac-12 was doing. Oh man, the optics in that are so bad. And Washington, our Board of Regents meeting got extended tonight. Um, it was supposed to end at ten. It is still going. Um, and Jen Cohen decided to show up late. Yeah. <laughs> see, the incompetence in these programs still exists, um, but. <laughs> Oh man, man! They Mind really just called a special meeting. I thought that was so funny. We know what you're talking they, about. They right? also <laughs> apparently made the room public at first, and didn't they realize did, but it. Then they changed it to executive mode to where yeah. only certain people could actually see what's going on. It still is public. I'm still in it. <laughs> oh, and I could see who's in it. <laughs> but, but but I can't hear anything they say. Oh no, I can't anymore. Huh? They locked me out. Well, <laughs> well, Somewhere David Shaw. Is Man, we didn't meeting. even get to do like a recruiting episode. I think that's a dang shame. Because our last episode was spring, right? I mean, I don't think Jackson yeah. wants to do a recruiting episode. <laughs> I don't. There's not well, much fun to talk about on this end. No, no, I'm sure. But, but anyway, back to more important things, guys. And right. getting off the beaten path, I don't like that. Um, yeah, true. On June, this... on, June, on June 9th, uh, Washington State President Kirk Schultz said that uh, he expected that the Pac 12 new media rights deal would be completed by the end of the month. That was on June 9th, by the way. He said Me that he too. thought it would be completed by the end of the month. We are now, it is August the 3rd, 2023. Pac 12 does not have um, a media deal now. And, uh, <laughs> and what they do have is awful. <laughs> Right, and, and they have lost a team uh, since this article was posted. We're doomed. <laughs> they're going to lose a second, maybe yeah, tomorrow. Lose a second, probably tomorrow. Um, and then third and fourth are they're teed up. Oh, the Big Twelve made so much money. <laughs> and I think it's people are still talking about the Big Twelve collapsing in the next like five years after this. So I'm like. Is the, is the power two really just well? I mean, they. I don't know. I'm still seeing rumblings about it. I'm like, the power, mm. the whole power two thing that people are talking about. I think that's pretty ridiculous. I think the Big Twelve did what they had to do. Mm. I mean, they're the best basketball conference in the country when you add Arizona. Mm. Easily. I mean, and I think what that's gonna, what Dion's gonna do at Colorado is, ooh, that's. Very prom. I, they're gonna bring it to the Big Twelve because the one thing I think that's been holding back Dion's recruiting so far has been he's been recruiting for a Pac-12 team. Um, I think I think everything's open for him now. I think he's gonna get whoever he wants pretty much to go to Boulder. Yeah, beautiful place, great college town, playing big time football. Well, for Dion Sanders, yeah, for Dion Sanders. Well, and that's the biggest part of it, of course. Totally and now Colorado has a chance to keep Deion Sanders, too. Mm-hmm. If the like FSU job doesn't ever open up, they are playing big-time enough football to where they can pay and keep Deion Sanders. And I, I mean, I just can't 
talk enough about how well Colorado handled everything this uh, yeah. whole offseason. Rick George did a great job. And it's hard to say that because I do not like Rick George, but he he's annoying, but he's very good at his job, or at least he has been. He right. saved his job. That's what happened. He did, yeah. yeah the I Carl sure Durrell hire obviously happened, and he kept him too long. And he also – I like uh, – and I, but I do love Tad Boyle, and he's – They've ran a good basketball program for the better part of a decade now. Yeah. And they bring that to the Big 12. I mean, that's another good basketball. But they're probably like the eighth or ninth best basketball program going there. Low-key, I, I will say in Rick George's defense, the, the, the Carl Durrell hire was rushed because of yeah. the, the Mel Tucker leaving after one That's year. true. That and then scary. there was a pandemic. Yeah, the pandemic was, a- was pre-Durrell hire, right? No, the pandemic was after because okay. he got. I think he got, hired, he got hired. Yeah, he got hired in February. Yeah. Pandemic happened in March, obviously, and it, it's hard to fire a coach after a successful pandemic season. You're right. Do yeah, that he, immediately after. Carl Durrell just got hired at the right time. Really. Right. Yeah, <laughs> Carl really Durrell and um, Jimmy Lake both had very good pandemic seasons, but I think Carl Durrell should have been fired right when Jimmy Lake was fired. Yeah. Like, Mm-hmm. November of 22 cuz yeah. or November of 2021 actually yeah, yeah. I honestly think even though it was his first full season Carl Durrell was looking just as bad as Jimmy <laughs> yeah. To be fair he had less talent Jimmy Lake had a team that the next year was able to win 10 games, Ten games right. pretty much the same team except yeah had a great quarterback but right. it's but, just it's crazy man and then um I can't believe this is happening I yeah. mean, I've grown up with college football being what it's been and with no changes pretty much at all. Maybe a team would – a small, like, group of five team will go up a conference and be, like, a feel-good story when that happens. Um, like, you don't complain too much when that happens. But when it's going from one power five to another, that's – yeah. And even moves like that were made, like Maryland to the Big Ten, but – you never really thought twice about that. That didn't ruin the ACC and didn't ruin the Big Ten. Didn't even really do anything for Maryland. So mm. <laughs> nobody really cared. Mm. Um, but now it's my team is changing conferences. Um, USC is not going to play Pac-12 football after this year. UCLA is not going to be the Pac-12 basketball power. I mean, this is this is a hundred years of history just being wiped off the face of the earth by money and greed. Yeah, by money and greed, and we have to throw in straight up incompetence. Incompetence. Act twelve. I mean, you, I, I get, I get it from the program's perspective. You need to try to make money because you need to sell your program to athletes. Right. And you do that by building the best facilities and you do that by getting money and spending it. And you want your athletes to know that they're going to be on TV and they're going to be seen. And in the social media era, you need that. You need to be seen. You need, you need to, to sell seen. You need to sell athletes on the fact that they can be seen. A and lot of guys it, are probably propped up in the draft because they're seen on social media and they're seen on right. – and they're talked about. Because it's I mean, easy to say, you know, like – they will find you if you're talented enough. But when you can see that they can 
very clearly say that you can't be hidden. It's like it's hard not to sell on, right? Like when you can be on TV every Saturday and and you know have these big media right right steals when you're on everybody's phones and, and and so on and so forth. It's hard not to be sold on that, which is why I continue to use the word marketing in when it comes to this because uh, God Sports is is a business now. It, it, it is a business. And a part of business is marketing. Marketing is business. And when you can market yourself and sell yourself, you, you have set yourself up as a program. I'm, it's crazy that I'm reading this book right now as we talk about this. This is a book that I'm reading called uh, Brands Win Championships. And in the book, the, the author basically explains that um, programs are, are set up in, in, in categories, basically. And the way that you can find where you sit in terms of a national relevancy is just breaking yourself down. So um, I think one of the first categories, like um, um, and like your impression on the, on the country, so like what your impression is around football, and then it's um, the money that you have available, um, and then it is um, the media market that you have, and then um, – I think and then I think the fourth was facilities. And so when you see your teams you know, further right on this scale when it comes to, you know, a widespread, um, you know, market share, you see teams like USC, uh, UCLA, Oregon, and, and Washington because they have these big media markets and they can sell themselves on their facilities and, and, and whatever else. And as you move further down left, you see um, more more grassroots programs that are built from their alumni and their former players and um and, and within their communities like washington state and oregon state and it is harder to sell yourself as a program when you are in a in a, in a you know a grassroots kind of area in terms of your, your marketability and so that's why when you see this situation you see washington state and oregon state left behind because they it, it's they they don't get seen. They don't have that type of national market that these other that these other teams do. And, and whether it's fair or not, it, it's it's the it's the reality of the business model that, that is college athletics. Absolutely. I mean, and I feel for the alumni and the former players that have propped up. Washington State and Oregon State football for years. I mean, right. what, how, how are they? Do? How do you keep? How do you keep your um, the guys that played in the Pac-12 and became Pac-12 legends? How do you keep those guys invested in a program that's gonna just not be doing that anymore? Right. Like, like yeah, I, it's gonna be hard to see a a hell a, a Marcus Trufant showing up to a Washington State, Colorado State game in in November. Like, it's going to be hard to, to see, you know, a, a hell, like even like a Max Borgie or, a, you know, just guys that have, that have made the program what it is today, a Luke Falk, a, a Gabe Marks. A, these guys aren't like household names, but they are legends to their communities, to their universities and to the conference. And then now it's it's like, how do these guys continue to, because, to, I mean, these will always be their alumni, right? That won't ever change, but... um it's hard to feel connected to a program that's no longer the same as when as, as when you left it, and it's not in a better place. It's really right. not. It's no longer following in your footsteps, right. and you know it's it's. And at the same time, I I think even some of Washington's alumni, even if we end up in the Big Ten, I think 
the fact that we're not going to be playing Apple Cups in November, conference Apple Cups at least in mm-hmm. November. Maybe we do what Florida and Florida State do and play at the end of the year in a non-conference game, but it doesn't matter anymore. Yeah. It, I mean, it's not. It doesn't have the lore or the uh, continued tradition that it had when these when these athletes were on campus. And then again, another thing is like I mentioned, the alumni man. It, that is just such a dense disfranchising feeling. You've given so much to these programs, whether it's, I mean, obviously your financial help to go to the university um, years after, whether you still donate to the, you know, the alumni association and, and whatever else. There, there is so much that goes into it. And then you see yourself in a position where you can no longer um, be the powerhouse that, that, you, that you were um, when you were in school or that you, that you paid for it to be. You know, it, it sucks, you know. And there's nothing that you could, that anybody could do about it. Not even the biggest sponsors and, and sponsors in school history could do. It's just, it's crazy. Yeah. It's a, it's a disenfranchising and unfair feeling that, that nobody can really do anything about. It's hard not to feel for the guys that gave their, I mean, they really gave everything they had to those programs. And right. I mean, it, yeah, I mean, they have to be heartbroken to see them be in the spot. I mean, nothing's nothing's set in stone, but um, nothing's set in stone yet for those programs. It's not like we know for a fact. Um, Washington State and Oregon State will be group of five teams heading into 2024, but... Um, it's looking like it. It's looking like it. It does. I mean, I... It's been radio silent for both programs since the little bit of buzz that Oregon State talked to the Big 12 um, when Colorado first moved. Since that, um, and then Oregon State, I really did think this was another like sign of oh the, weakness. The, uh, the, little, the announcement that yeah the little announcement that we're gonna move forward with the Pac-12. Don't say that. Yeah, why? Say like that. why? All of our reporters, like our beat reporters, like on, like people on twenty four seven, and like our actual reporters, were pissed. Because yeah. like, why did we do that? There was no reason to do that. Because it's so, like it's, it's like an athlete, you know, discussing their next contract. You you lose all leverage when you say that you were moving forward with whatever, you know, whatever team or whatever position that you had to begin with. You lose all leverage. Because the Pac-12 is going gonna, is gonna to say, hey, guys, you said that you were going to be loyal to us, so can you please accept this this little $20 million deal to be on the streaming service? I promise we'll add. And it's like, okay. I don't believe that. But And then you and then the scheduling, dude, that's another thing that we haven't talked about because obviously there's you know so much other money and, and realignment going on. Who... who 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 is Washington State and Oregon State gonna play in twenty twenty four? Like, like, and then for the players that are on the teams, and that's another thing. How do you stay in that spot? No, there's gonna be a that's lot thing. of Pac twelve players in the portal. Yeah, I was gonna yeah say, we're gonna lose. Like, okay, so guys, who, guys who I know are, we're we are for sure losing if we get demoted. Damian Martinez, for sure. Aiden yeah. Charles, that, yeah. that 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 that's our future gone. Uh, Ryan Cooper Jr. I know for a fact he's uh, all of the defensive backs who play good this year gone. Uh, t- uh, Kelsey Howard gone. 
uh, Olu Olu, uh, we got a transfer from uh, Wyoming. Uh, Olu Wase Yomatosho, he's gone. Okay. He went there to play Power Five. Yeah, right. he went to play Power Five, and then, and then he he's going to be back playing Wyoming next. <laughs> yeah, like, no, nobody wants that. It's just no, like bro. you have all of our good players. We're not going to be able to have enough money to pay for coaching staffs. This is my worst thing. Jonathan Smith gone. Oh yeah, Jim Jim Mausniak, the one like top ten paid old line coaches in the country, gone. I will say though, the the loyalty that that Jonathan Smith has, I think you might be able to keep him. There's, I don't see it. They can't bro. pay him the even the yeah. extension they gave him this past. We, we just gave him like year. a three year massive extension for his money. Wait, they can't we, even pay that anymore. Yeah, he's gone. Just oh my god, that that's the part that gets me. If we got demoted. And we were able to keep everything, I'd be okay. I'd honestly be okay. But the fact that we're gonna lose every lose all the progress we made, all the whole the whole rebuild we just had, going for one wins to ten, just gone. Yeah, That's right. the part that gets me. As soon as and is it our fault for not having success before that? And that kind of isn't helping us at all in this. Yes, it is our fault. We hired an awful coach in Gary Anderson, and he who demolished our program completely and to have it go through this long process of Jonathan Smith just building it piece by piece player by player staff member by staff he hired the almost his whole staff besides the offensive coordinator that's the only person that stayed from the from the Gary Anderson era mm-hmm. and the fact to see us be ranked top 25 and then get getting demoted next year that just that kills me I've waited so long for a good team again, and then this shit happens. Right. Now, you, what could have been, I mean, if Jonathan Smith stayed, what could have been a, which he would have if it stayed power five, could have been a decade of success at the highest level. Absolutely. Has become, has become just uncertainty. Now, I do think maybe he stays, but honestly, if Oregon State's not making enough money every year to pay him, they probably beg some other schools to buy him out because yeah. and another school absolutely would buy yeah, out Johnson and take him because he is, I don't even know if he'd want to coach anywhere else, but uh um, California schools well because he's from California, so that's the only place I'd see him leaving to is like if California UCLA somehow Andrew? fires Chip Kelly, if, if things really go oh, downhill. Yeah. That could happen. That would be interesting. Jonathan Smith coaching in the Big Ten. That'd be pretty fun. Also, he doesn't recruit, and UCLA is not like like he he wasn't. He's not big on recruiting, and UCLA doesn't really recruit that much. Like they don't really try too hard. So it'd be UCLA would try to turn that around. I think that's why they've been losing. True. Yeah. True. I don't know, man. I I just the thought of him coaching another team just like makes me like sick. Yeah. I mean, I've only had DeBoer for one year, and same. Um, I could I mean, not – even Ryan Grubb, the thought of him leaving us for Alabama in the middle of fall – in the middle of spring camp was killing me. Um, I thought he was, I thought he was gone. I mean, you get offered by Nick Saban, you don't, you don't say no. But yeah. also, it's just the promises he made our offensive players. It's like, Penix, if you come back – Jalen, if you come back, Rome, if you come back, we're gonna do this, this, and this, and then you leave. Like that would that would be a bad look like going forward if he wanted to have a head coaching career. So as I mean, but honestly, coaches do that all the time. They promise players stuff and then leave. Like Mario Cristobal had a 
like 25 person class at Oregon and then left for Miami. God, I hate Mario Cristobal so much. He is a loser, dude. He's the worst. Uh, I'm glad I like Dan Lanning and that he's not like this ace coach or anything on the field. Um, But he's just a likable guy. Um, Mario was so bad. Um, Gosh, what was I going to say? Why were all these meetings with the boards of regents so late? They trying to hide something or something? <laughs> They're trying to sneak it behind us. <laughs> they think we don't know. <laughs> they think we can't see them. <laughs> the dog hiding by the One thinks we can't see him. <laughs> <laughs> no, literally, like why? <laughs> why? Hey guys, nine thirty a.m. or nine thirty p.m. meeting. <laughs> Like why? God, they're don't y'all have families? They're like, bro, I want to go to bed. That's that's why it went so long. They kept. That's why it went so long. They kept falling asleep. Pac-12 after dark in August. Their wives are probably hating this. Like their husbands sitting in the fucking corner of their room with the fucking on on their fucking Zoom computer on their fucking computer on on a Zoom while they're trying to go to sleep. And they're just husbands sitting in the fucking corner reading out, like, ways we can save the Pac-12 for ways for going to the Big Ten. That's just, like... Dude, that's so crazy. What? That is... Why would, why would you do that? Just wait. <laughs> no, no. They want it done now. Do they know? The fact that they are doing it now, though, scares me. I'm, I'm going to be honest. They want to get this done as soon as possible. And I think Oregon and Washington... I think Washington's pushing... Oregon's a, I saw a bunch of stuff like, oh, if 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 Oregon doesn't leave, then Washington's not gonna leave. I think Washington could very much leave. Like Oh, I think that's a very 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 um I think it's a very bold claim that we would follow Oregon, but we wouldn't go without them. I think that is and it comes from Mr Kinsano, what's his name? Kinsano, John Kinsano, who is, I believe he is he an Oregon guy. He um, so he it says both teams, but his daughter goes to OSU, and I can see kind of OSU leaning in his writing. I see. So so somebody who might have a um oh well Washington Board of Regents got extended again. Really I don't know if that's not. good or bad. Oh no! It ended at ten thirty-five, so it was supposed to be from nine to nine thirty. Got extended four times, um, and ends at ten thirty-five. Pack Park never disappoints. I guess not. Sure, as long as it can. Man, that is depressing. We got one more year of this, fellas. Yeah, know. and it's gonna be fun. It's <laughs> gonna mean, be great. It's gonna be awesome. It's gonna be one of the best gotta... years of the in a minute. But shit. Gotta like, it's like we're playing on a scorched earth. Yeah. Uh, oh no, 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 Jesus, no! I forgot that he's been saying that, but it is yeah. true. But it, I think his thing is very different than what I said. But, but you know, like, what's the most impressive part about all of this, Clamp, is the fact that me and you caused this. This is us. Oh yeah. We did. Oh yeah. yeah. We did. So sorry, guys. Listeners. Washington State. Yeah, listeners of the podcast. Yeah, listeners of the podcast, sorry to let you guys know, uh, me and Cramp were responsible for all of this. I was responsible for leaving Washington State behind. So, um, yeah, you know. Yeah, Jackson didn't want to be in Power Five anymore. He's like, 
You know what? It's I think we pressure. can take Colorado's the lights. Yeah. <laughs> 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 hey, hey low-key, though, best chance of the, to the playoff is going to be from the Mountain West. I mean, think about it. You just got to be, when it extends, uh, or when it expands, just got to be the best big five, uh, group of five team. Yeah. Put together a good group of five roster one year. Yeah. I always felt like making the playoff as a group of five team has been pretty unrewarding so far, though. God, very. Um, Only happened once, but it was not Yeah, really and Cincinnati just kind of got their ass kicked, and it was sayonara. <laughs> we we're not going to see them again. Um, probably should have been worse. But it's like, that's the part that sucks about that, because they played Alabama, who – was on a steamer when that game happened. Uh, of course, it was after John Mechie got hurt, but like they were the best team in college football when that game was played. And I, I thought they were the following week, but that, that's neither here nor there. Regardless, they um, that Alabama did that to Michigan State in the semifinal way back when. They did it to Notre Dame in the in the semifinal the year before. Um, they did it to Oklahoma in the semifinal two years earlier. Or three years earlier, then um, nobody made a, a clamor about those teams being in the playoffs. You're still going to see Notre Dame in playoffs. You're still going to see Oklahoma in playoffs, but you probably won't see another group of five team because they got beat so bad. But it's like it happens to everyone, so it's like I don't think that that's a particularly right. Fair and I mean, we'll see. Bid teams make the. I mean, but it just seems like I said it seems unrewarding i feel like even being like a boise state fan you win 10 games every year but you're still a boise state fan at the end of the season <laughs> <laughs> jesus christ like you can't be saying that about our conference members man what the hell our conference members respectfully man like you're still a boise state fan dude I liked Boise State fans until I started tweeting about the conference line and shit, and they're like, y'all should have been down here 10 years ago. We deserve it so much better than you. Like, fuck off. What is that voice for them? Because of the fucking grouchy-ass 85-year-old Boise State fans who are like... Oh They've been God. alive longer than the school has. Yeah, and they're like, we've been dominating this league for 10 years. Or like for the past like fifteen years, we deserve to be in this SEC by now. Like, bro, come on, be for real. You literally cut your you, you cut your baseball program because you didn't have enough money. Like, how? Like, your conference isn't helping you. Your education is not helping you. Your education isn't good. And Pac twelve is like a snobby about their education. So, like, oh man, well. I gotta say, USC fans have handled this horribly, and USC's honestly, they're like higher ups at the school are um, handling this miserably. I mean, they are—it's pretty clear they're scared of Oregon for whatever reason. I mean, you're joining a conference with Ohio State; you're gonna have competition, buddy. Well, I think the—I think the interesting part that I read was that USC wouldn't be able to vote on the on the future of the conference, but they would. Be able to right, yeah. have say have so, say, right? Yeah, and they've been pushing highly against Washington and Oregon, which is but they so don't mean have because I mean, I guess USC's last concern would be money, they've got plenty to spare, but like you know, you can save money in terms of travel expense by having other West Coast opponents that you can <laughs> annually play. Um, but you did this, <laughs> right? Right, you, you can't. 
beggars can't be choosers. Right. Like you you left and now you can't decide. Oh well, I don't I don't want them to leave with me. <laughs> it's like right. This is it's like it's like an older brother, like, you know, like playing a video game, and like a younger brother tries to you know come in and play with them. So two play the game. It's like no, I don't want you to play with right. me. But it's like, what do you mean? You got on my console, played my game. You don't want to play with me? Like come on, man. Yeah. It's like you you've set us up to have to do this right like, like you said at the beginning of the podcast you don't uh, most of us don't think washington and oregon ever really wanted to leave the pac-12 oh. like that wasn't ever in the cards until usc and ucla left and i'm just glad i mean ucla fans have at least stayed pretty quiet about it but um USC fans, the way they have handled, um, the way they have handled realignment this year has been so pathetic. Like, shut up! You did this. You started this. Yeah, it just—it's—it's like little brother energy, not wanting Oregon there because, at the end of the day, Oregon's been a little bit better than USC in the past ten years. Yeah. Not a little better, way better. They've won yeah. four compared to USC's one Pac-12 championship in the last ten years. USC is uh, USC is is running off of a running off tradition right now, and and obviously they've got a full head of steam going forward. But like you know, yeah, Lincoln Riley changed every. I, yeah. I guess we probably could have seen the writing on the wall when um, USC hired Lincoln Riley and Colorado hired Deion Sanders that those teams were not in the Pac-12 for the long haul. Yeah. With the contracts mean, they gave those coaches. I mean, Rick George straight up said we can't pay Deion Sanders. Yeah, which is insane, by the way. Another thing about guys, do you not know what leverage means? <laughs> like, why would you say that? But, um... Yeah, man, it's 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 crazy. It's crazy. It, it is actually insane. It's actually insane. God, I hate this so much. Can we just go back to like March when I was happy about college football? Just I for it to reset again? It's not gonna get any better if we go uh, back. And be a fucking. Truth. Can we go back to before Lincoln Riley got hired? I mean, since, yeah, since force Lincoln. him to force him to hire. Uh, Can we go back to before me? Deion Sanders was hired? Nah, see, it wouldn't get any better, bro. Yeah, we were already I, cooked when Dion got but, hired. I think. because think about it, because because look, you, you have to think about it from the perspective of who Colorado is as a team. Colorado's been in the Pac-12 for ten years, and they did not contribute anything. And they won one South title in, in, in twenty sixteen, got blown out in the championship. That was it. Right. Um, I love Dan Lanning calling it out too. Yeah, it's like they didn't like. Okay, like this doesn't kill us. Um, kind of. So, did. but but it did, but it, it did. But I don't think that uh, it, it it doesn't kill us on field as much. Is kind of no. like the point there. So I I'm, I don't think that them hiring Dion was the thing that got them out of here. Because Clint made this point earlier, like before we even did the podcast, it's like the 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 you cut out of the Big Twelve happened before Dion to Colorado, 
I, I yeah. feel like it was a it was a, a package deal when Dion got hired. I, I don't think you like like you mentioned. I don't think you can give a man that much money in the Pac-12 without knowing that you have greater plans past this. Um, yeah, exactly. as well as like is like 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 we meant, like I mentioned the school that Colorado is, they are a Big 12 school. That's who they are historically. So it's not like there's any, you know, long-standing tradition for them in this conference. So I don't think Dion's the person to blame for that. I just think it's just not the right fit for Colorado to be there. But the sad part is, since this all ties back to Larry Scott, the sad part is, since the, the conference didn't expand before this, losing Colorado was a much bigger field than it actually should be. Um it shouldn't hurt as bad as it does, but it does because now the Pac-12 is left with, with, with nine teams and, and three more that are definitely trying to leave now. Um, and then a couple of more that are fringe and then four more that are kind of just like radio silent. So I've literally uh, been trying so hard to think of ways the Pac-12 stays, and the only way I think of it is if Utah, Arizona State, Somehow those schools get convinced to stay in the Pac-12. I don't think they need any convincing. I just I think they those two schools. I think they are sold more than anybody else in in terms of staying because I just think they have like the media rights deal that will like actually force them to have no choice almost. But I don't know. Oregon and Washington leaving would kill it. I think. I think. I mean, I was. I was. Okay with Arizona and Colorado as long as Oregon and Washington found a way to stay in this conference for another two or three years, I'd be okay with that. But and I think it would be a like a savable thing if the conference were to like do very well this year. I think it would, in my opinion, kind of propel some momentum. But with Oregon and Washington. Big Ten looking inevitable at this point. It's just I I, I think it's probably over. Right. Well, if Oregon wants to keep recruiting the way that they are, they're going to need to make the move because with mm-hmm. the Pac-12 changing landscape, that's the issue. Is Oregon and Washington can't be Oregon and Washington anymore with what's happening in in um around them. Like we're not going to be playing that great of competition every year then recruits aren't going to want to go there. And then our program gets worse, and then we yeah. won't be able to compete at all on the net. That's what started this is the Pac-12 got behind in recruiting, and then they get behind on the field, and then they get behind. I mean, we really don't. Pac-12 has, like, no national relevancy or, or national uh... – National outreach, na- yeah. National Even. importance. Right. There's a lot of ways you can shake it. We haven't made the playoffs since Washington in 2016. 2016. It is 2023. As a Power Five conference, there's four spots. You just got to outlast. In 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 thought, you just have to outlast one conference to get one spot and drop the ball playoff. And the back has not done it in seven years. I mean, there have been a few, and none, it's not like there was a Pac-12 team that deserved it. The best nope. best Pac-12 team since was, what, maybe the Justin Herbert last year Oregon team? 2019 Oregon probably was the best team, but then they lost the stupidest way possible, and then they managed to take down another Pac-12 team on their way, so thanks, guys. 
Yeah, right. Oh, yeah, that's right. Utah that year. Yeah, Utah playoffs. was undefeated going in. No, they they lost one game. That year. Yeah. Who did they lose to? USC, as usual. They lost to USC. You, that's yeah, right, because they lost to them on a Friday night. I remember that game. Right. Utah, like, yeah. they were like a million. They were like one in a million versus USC before this year. Yeah. That's exactly this year they beat them twice. Well, well before, 2020, uh, before 2021, it was like one in a Oh, so they beat him right. in 21. That was the year that kind of like right, now the they got three straight on him. Yeah. But. Four straight if you count the two this year 21 and 22. Yeah. Damn. Utah's got a little dynasty going. But yeah, man. Nice. Like, 2019 was the last time the Pac 12 really had a team that had a, a true chance to make the playoffs. In 2021, Utah won the conference and they won the playoff team. Um, and, it, and the Oregon team that they beat in the championship wasn't. Well, I guess that team was number three at that point, but then they went to Salt Lake City and got thrashed. And then it was like, because that, that, that was the Oregon team that beat Ohio State. They kind of was like, okay, um, maybe. But this was also the team that struggled with Fresno State the week, the week before they beat Ohio State. So I was like, who are you? And it was obviously an Anthony Brown led team. So. Uh, that team, that was, team was kind of fraudulent. Yeah, that team was very fraudulent. That and then the way that they got beat by Utah twice, bro. Yeah, and Jimmy Lake Washington put up a game with that team, man. Yeah. Jimmy Lake's final game at Washington, and he put up a game with Oregon. Mm-hmm. To be fair, we were on a roll. We beat Stanford and Arizona before that game. Oh, Jimmy. Speaking of Stanford, I've heard nothing from their fans at all about this. They don't have yeah, fans? I don't know yeah. Stanford and Cal, uh, I have not heard a single word from any anyone in the organizations, none of their writers, nothing at all about this. <laughs> Once again, do they even have? Do they have, I, even have I, I think they would be fine with just cutting football altogether. They would not care <laughs> at all. No, I don't think they would, honestly. And all their good players can, all their good players can go, go somewhere else. And all their bad players bet. can forget about playing college football. Time to learn Chinese, buddy. Cut football, basketball, join the Big Ten, and every other sport. Yeah. I mean, that's the best money maker in my opinion because Cal and Stanford are still relevant baseball wise. So, you know, join the Big Ten baseball and keep it pushing. That's like um, our one saving grace right now. If we do baseball. have any, is how good our baseball team is. Yeah. If any, BSU doesn't have anything. Y'all can have our volleyball team, Big Twelve, if you want. They're pretty solid. Um, like we're nationally like competitive. Like we literally have the number one projected draft pick in the MLB draft uh, for next year on our yeah. roster. We have like three first round picks, and it's like if we go to the Mountain West, that baseball has a strong chance of being cut. Because of revenue. Yeah. Yeah. It's a revenue share. I mean, Oregon State baseball is a good enough fan base to where it'll make money still. I don't know. No, our baseball fan base is huge. Yeah. But I don't know know if it will be anymore. But that well, that's another thing that 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 book that I was reading mentioned. Um, Oregon State baseball has is kind of like one of those widespread media programs where it's like everybody in the country knows about Oregon State baseball to where yeah. they will have enough of a, a stabilization kind of to, yeah. to keep afloat. But. And um, from what – okay, 
I've I know this is a possibility. I just don't know how like big of a possibility. What if we become independent? I mean, like, what's like the what's like the like move around for that? Because I'm not totally like sure how that works. Well, you you would have to. It's also, the revenue, man. You would have to close your, your own, own TV deal. Yeah, you would have to have your own yeah. TV deal. Your I mean, own. there's a reason only Notre Dame has done it yeah. successfully. And obviously the military schools, the military but that's very schools, different. But, yeah, because like the U.S. Different. government is paying those bills. Right. But Notre Dame is massive. I mean, even wa- I, I don't even think Washington could support itself being independent. I really don't. Yeah. There's very few programs that can do it. And I don't think that Washington State or Oregon State or Stanford or Cal. Well, Stanford and Cal. Stanford and Cal have their own money. Yeah, they have their own money. They could do it. But Washington State and Oregon State, hell no, man. No. Yeah. I I, I just forgot about the money side. So you'd have to make your own is the issue. Yeah. Which maybe you could if you played whoever you wanted and you got – Good teams every week to play, like you. But, Notre Dame's able to make cut deals with teams to play every year. And but also think about the the history that comes with playing Notre Dame. They have exactly, like six yep. rivals, dude, that they play like just all the time. It's like they're yeah. also just a oh. big program, and, and and the NBC deal for them is perfect. Yep. Yeah, exactly, because they're the only team that's got one, and they've they're always on national television. Like, like I always like. It, it actually kind of pisses me off because I'm like looking for like good college football games to watch on like on like the channels that I have, and then I was pushed to fucking Notre Dame beating up on like a MAC team like week three, and it's like why is this game well, on NBC? But it's not really Adam. beating up. They've they gotten gotten tossed around by some MAC teams here recently, but yeah, yeah, no, no, no you're right. <laughs> like, oh god, yeah. it just it just pisses me off, man. I'm. Like, why did? I don't know. Sorry, I, I have nothing to say. I'm just rambling. Man's just talking. <laughs> What's blood waffling about? Blood is blood is speechless. Um, <sighs> I mean, wow! I can't believe it's come to this. I thought maybe the ten team thing would work before Colorado obviously moved on. Um, but. I just wish teams gave it one more year because we're supposed to be a very good conference this year. Oh, and we will be. Um, But I don't think that's under consideration. I I think they know that, and I think they're still Mm -hmm. like, what does the future hold? Even I mean, the fact that, and you think, and you're what you're saying is wait another year and see if we can get more from a media deal after. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that would be a good idea, but the issue is we were good last year. Right, we were enjoyable last, last year. year. But and George had an ESPN deal that most of the, I think all the teams would have said okay. Absolutely, we'll do, yeah. Had to be a big fish in a small pond. I think Washington would have been perfect, and Oregon would have been perfectly fine with that. Um, but twenty million to be on Apple TV. Apple That's. TV. We, I mean, that's such a regression from what we had on the table. No, that deal for again, that deal for a Mountain West for the Mountain West, phenomenal. Well, that's 19 million more than what they make. 
Exactly. You absolutely take that. If if you're if you're a Mountain West Conference, you're a Mac, you're Sun Belt, whoever else, you're a group of five, you absolutely take that. But the Pac-12 is not that. And the fact that you have gotten lowballed at this point is so sorry, man. Sorry. Jeez, this depressing. This realignment is just wow. It things are changing. It's gonna. I wonder what happens between now and signing day and recruiting. Um, I know that we've stopped recruiting twenty twenty fours for now because we want to see where we are. Yeah, I mean, how do you sell recruiting? Probably going to be able to. Right, yeah, it's hard yeah, to sell. How do you sell that? It's hard to sell it to good, really, really good players, not knowing we're going to be in the Big Ten, and we don't want to sell it to guys that would be okay with playing in the Pac-12 because might not be a take at the end. Of this we yeah. might need, we might need guys that are going to go out there against Ohio State. Um, and, and it's just the, the stabilization, man. You don't, if you don't have stability where you are, how do you sell a? You know, an 18-year-old kid and his parents to that program, man. Right. That's the part that really hurts the parents at the end of this because they need to know where their kids stand at the end of this. Like, right. that's is, yeah. is your kid going to be on TV anymore? Yeah. Is, or is he going to be on Apple? Is he going to be on Apple? Do his grandparents have to pay to, to watch them on their on their smart TVs that you paid for? <laughs> right, and someone was like, making. That, um, and I don't know if it was in another chat of the Pac-12 that like my parents and grandparents wouldn't even be able to figure out how to get this on. Right. <laughs> like streaming is new, fun, and great, but um, it, it takes you all the way back to the point that I made about the grassroots supports and the alumni and the former players that that have a lot to do with the way that this program is structured and that they can't figure out how to watch the game or they aren't willing to pay the, you know, the monthly cost to be able to put it on TV, man, hell no. Nah. Why, why even support it anymore? You know? Exactly. Yeah. I just, I can't believe the I'm big trying to think of far. like saving graces for us that like could stop this. And I'm running out of ideas. Yeah, I mean, there were, there's been options that George just kind of watched go by, like a curveball right in the middle. People are of like play. blaming, people are like blaming like Larry Scott for this entire thing. George has done jack shit too. He's made yeah, yeah, but it can all be traced back to Larry Scott in a way that it this can also could have just been. all be tra- traced back to the Pac-12 people who hired Larry Scott in the first place over some other candidates. Yeah, like they. And Larry Scott didn't take Texas and Oklahoma when he had the chance. Mm-hmm. Um, God, could you imagine where we would be now if we had those schools? Man. Yeah. And I mean, seeing seeing all the stuff the reporters are saying, it's. It just looks worse and worse as time goes on yeah. um, for the Pac-12. I, even in a position where we're heading to the Big Ten, it's 
I'm gonna. I'd rather be in the Pac-12 with USC and U, UCLA, yeah. and just keep playing the way we were. I mean, but I mean, obviously, possible anymore. Yeah. Um, if Cal and Stanford do end up not getting a deal with anyone, does that make room for two other teams to leave? I mean, maybe you can leave whenever you want. It's just a matter of who's going to take you. Yeah, Yeah. because then you have to think about the fact that these are two conferences that at this point would be full. What is is the – I guess with USC and UCLA, the Big Ten's at 16? Yeah. Maybe at 16 with those two, and you add Washington and Oregon, that's already 18. In the case, in the case that you look at the uh, at the Big Twelve and they add um, the four corner schools, that puts them at sixteen. Um, I guess to keep up, it would make sense for the Big Twelve to try and add Washington State and, and, and Oregon State if that's if that's you know the direction that they want to go. But that's you know that's Big just also a solid like baseball conference too. Right. Like yeah. I I think they would consider adding us, but like. Yeah. At the end of the day, Oregon State, Oregon State will have to decide how little they'd be willing to take to join the Big Twelve at first. You're gonna. I not, think we do it. Full, even if full we share, probably not even a half share. Even if we get like a little bit less than half, I say we do it. We need it. We exactly. have the money like, to keep Smith, even if we take the half share right. and we keep keep everyone. Yeah, and then five years down the line, you're probably getting a full share eventually. Yeah, at some point, if you if you're good, if you make the conference money, um, which I think which we will. I think they can. Yeah, I think right. Can, like yeah. you, you would need to. You would. It's like a tryout. Got to make the conference money. With or they're the gonna way, kick you out. with the way our athletics are trending, I I think we can for sure. Exactly. I think if Oregon State gets there quick. Yeah, if it takes two years and all that's all the bad things happen, then all like then we, the, the, the we, the we deserve to get sent down. I'm yeah. I, I, at that point, I'd be accepting it, but right now, I, I'm having a hard time accepting it, yeah, right? It's exactly, yeah, fair. yeah, it would, it's hard to be good and have a upward trajectory and be like. Oh well, now you have to. I have to go down, and you're going to lose everything you've built for the past five years. Um, that's it's it's really sad what's happening to some teams, and just watching the Pac-12 doing nothing about it. Nothing at all. It's. Lay on your back and die strategy. And, and this Oregon and Washington situation to the Big Ten has been more complicated than it needs to be considering how easy Arizona and Colorado seem to be making this move look really easy to get done. Um, I, I think it's because Arizona was willing to take whatever the Big 12 was willing to offer. I think they've decided just being there is your – it's a life it's the better the option. Yeah, it's the better right. What I hope we didn't do is get that low ball offer from the Big 12, say no, and then go back to the pack. That's what I right. hope we didn't do. I hope we just were in talks with the Big 12 and never got an offer. Right. If you talk to them and they said, all right, we'll give you a 40% share, and you said, nope, we want at least half, and then they said, nope, and then that's the end. 
I really, really, really hope we weren't stubborn enough to make that to to, to do that. I, I don't think I don't think your your people will be dumb enough to say no to that. I, 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 there's no way, right? You, yeah, you, I, have I, to, you have to be projective of, of what's happening in your own conference, mm-hmm. but also that you have to think of the fact that they were willing to come out in a public statement and say that they wanted to stick beside the pack, and it's like, okay, but why, like? Why do this publicly? Like I think, like I said earlier, every team wants to be like that, but realistically, that doesn't make any sense. No, not at all. Man, you know, I never thought I'd be talking about travel fees when it comes to college football, (laughs) and you know, stuff like. Yeah. Like the board of regents. Like I never thought I'd have to care about that stuff. Yeah. And this yeah. is also stupid to me. It's not football. It's just it's business it's, side. Yeah, business. It's all business. It's not fun to cover, and it's not who, fun to talk. Who about. cares about on-field success? If you're if you if your university is not rich, you're doomed. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Just it's about like, yeah. yeah. I mean. And there is a lot of – I mean, we've always – there's always been advantages to being a richer school, but it was fun having, like, teams – it was fun having 2018 Washington State come up and be, like, an underdog school and show show teams up in the Pac-12. It was yeah. also fun having Oregon State this past year, like, take us down to the wire and then go beat Oregon and keep Oregon out of the Pac-12 championship game. Like it's been great having teams that are not able to recruit. They don't have the facilities that are the same as Oregon's. They don't have the damn uniforms and Nike and all that. It was fun watching those teams beat them. And even though it didn't happen all the time, um, it was uh, – now it's just a bunch of teams that are well-funded, well funded well maintained by the conference have great all great facilities all coming together and playing each other like that's not as fun as it used and never be the same honestly um i can't yeah it's hard to see it's hard to see a way forward now but can't believe it got to this point and should have never been here have never been no, I mean, really we're two to. straight terrible commissioners in. And just disappointing, man. Yeah. That's what it is. Disappointing. Oh, man. Um, is there really anything left to say on this episode? It doesn't look like there's anything else to really talk about. Um, I mean, we I, I still wish we got to do a recruiting episode, even though I'm sure Jackson doesn't. Because <laughs> um, there was a fun period in June where football was fun again. And now it's back to being miserable. We're doomed. We're doomed. That, that that that's the point of this whole episode. We could have just said it in two words. We're doomed. We're doomed. 
Jackson, let's go dominate the Mountain West together. Let's go do it, partner. <laughs> well, <guys. laughs> we appreciate you guys as always for listening to us bicker banner and cry we will we we will be back this season this will be our best season in terms of a podcast this will be the best season of pac 12 as long as we've had this podcast in the last. let's let, let's just make this the last like post about it and then let's just con- let's just pretend like let's enjoy this last season all right yeah, nothing <laughs> else no, the fact yeah. will be will still be the same after this year <laughs> chin chin up smile from from ear to ear and just keep it pushing it is but we we will try we appreciate you guys for for listening as always Grant connor thank you guys as always for being as great as y'all are of course. Uh, Yeah, and we'll do it again soon. See you guys soon. Uh, Peace. Peace.